Hey friends, listen up. I really want you to hear about these folks. For nearly 70 years, CDF Capital has been part of a movement helping churches and church leaders bring light to the world through their capital. While they're best known for church loans and investments, they're humbled to serve alongside servant leaders like you who want to see the good news of Jesus shared with those who need it most. Through this collaboration with churches, they develop spiritual capital through prayer and connecting, leadership capital through cohorts and coaching, and financial capital through investment and loans. When you partner with the Lord and with churches, they bring spiritual leadership and financial capital together. The results are incredibly transformational. Listen, it's much more than money. It's more than metrics. It's even more than you and me. It's about the ministry of Jesus. Our friends at CDF Capital, they're so much more than a lender. They're so much more than an investment. They really do help churches grow. Frankly, it's they're so amazing. They do so many good things. They're, it's not something that you would expect from a lender or from their investments. You should be leaning in and learning about CDF Capital. What I want you to do is to sign up to learn more about CDF Capital and how they can help your church grow. Receive a 50% discount on a monthly subscription to the CDF Capital Subscribe and Save Bundle at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Sign up today to get that 50% discount on the CDF Capital Subscribe and Save Bundle. That's at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary today. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. You know, every week we try to bring you a leader who will both inspire and equip you. And this week's absolutely no exception. Super excited to have Chuck Fenwick with us. He is the lead pastor at New Haven UMC, located in Indiana. Uh, Chuck and I are both a part of Carrie Newhoff's uh, The Art of Leadership Academy. Uh, We have that kind of team discussion leader type people in there. And Chuck is on there and is so helpful to folks. I wanted to make sure to get him on the podcast. Wanted to spread some of that good here on on Seminary. Welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Thank you. It's great to be here and uh, yeah, do whatever I can uh, share and also learn because you're the genius, not me. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fill out the picture. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Tell us about the church, that kind of thing. Uh, well, I came into, uh, I, I've been in ministry most of my adult life, some mm-hmm. as a, a lay person doing ministry with youth and even campus life, Youth for, youth for Christ, and decided to go to seminary uh, later, kind of as a second career. Um, I mm-hmm. worked in some uh, kind of marketing things, uh, even for a newspaper. So talk about mm. outdated, um, <laughs> which <laughs> funny. some people could relate that to the church in some ways. But uh, sure. Um, and then uh, I've been at this particular church. It's a United Methodist Church. I've been here 12 years. And so mm-hmm. for those that don't know anything about the United Methodist Church, that's odd. Um, yes. Get, normally you rotate every four or five years, right? Normally, yeah. Yes. We get moved. Uh, we don't decide where we go. And uh, mm-hmm. um, so it's odd that I came here as the associate pastor and was mm-hmm. uh, working with youth and doing some other things. And they decided to make me the lead pastor a few years ago. And I've been here now um, 
a little over 12 years. And um, it, it's it, that is bizarre that that happens. And we're a church mm-hmm. of about, uh, I'd say, 200, give or take. Uh, we probably mm-hmm. average a little bit less than that, maybe around mm-hmm. 160 to 180 on an average mm-hmm. Sunday and, mm-hmm. and uh, probably about 300 or uh 350 or so that call our church home, if you will. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know how that works. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. So yeah. That's, so what, that's uh, yeah, this, the, the UMC, I forget what they call that, the, the system of moving people around. What's that called again? Well, we're appointed. appointed um, and right. that's really about, that's about, I, I'm not sure what else you'd call it, but yeah, we have appointment seasons. So yes. every year in January, February, March, the bishop along with the cabinet, which is the district superintendents get together and decide who goes, who stays. And, uh, we are, we are allowed to tell them what we want. Um, right. And mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, they'll go with that mm-hmm. unless they just say no, yes, <laughs> Which they yes. can They can say, no, yes. we believe this is where you ought to be. But, yeah. um, so I'm in Indiana and I'm, my conference is Indiana. So I won't, mm-hmm. unless I request it, I won't ever leave the state of Indiana. So, right. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting system. I know, you know, there's been, <laughs> we've had some folks on the past, we've talked about that and, and it's, uh, you know, there's definitely some strength there and there's obviously some, some interesting weaknesses. And, you know, one of the statistically, one of the uh, stats of larger impacting churches is lead pastors who have been with those churches mm-hmm. for 10, 15 plus years. That just, there seems to, which makes sense, right? You build, need to build up some leadership momentum. So that's fun. Well, one of the things I want to talk about today, you and I had a brief conversation pre, uh, pre-call pre around this whole idea around how do we build churches that both are looking to reach new people and uh, at the same time are caring for the folks that are with us. That's such a, a tension. It's a universal tension that we, we all face. Uh, and you guys don't face that at all. It's never a problem at New Haven UMC, obviously. Never. <laughs> Just kidding. Never. I can't imagine one time when it's ever come up. Um, yeah. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about that tension. What? Why is that? How does it come up? How have you seen that? What does that look like? Uh, what, what's that look like in your church? Well, anytime, uh, and I'd say most UMCs, uh, just in general, are a little more traditional. Um, mm-hmm. Our idea of contemporary is uh, playing something that probably the the Bill Gaither band did in '84 sure, sure. or something. And <laughs> sure. so, um, and that's only a very slight exaggeration. And so, right. it comes up sometimes with things like music. Or um, one thing is, we're also a tradition that does. Uh, uh, like a lot of the pastors wear robes and stoles mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you've probably mm-hmm. seen that. I, I mm-hmm. don't, I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's not be, it's just because I don't like it. And so mm-hmm. things like that, believe it or not, mm-hmm. come up and uh, it'll, it's a lot of, well, you know, we like that. And usually the mm-hmm. we is, you know, we've been coming here for a long time and no one ever says, right. I don't like new people. It's right. just, no, no. P- people are too smart to say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is what I want to see and what I like to see and that kind of thing. And so, yep. uh, that, that kind of thing comes up and, um, even at times, are we focusing too much on, on reaching others, but not taking care of us? Mm. And, mm. and I wouldn't say it's ever a, in a mean way. It's always, mm-hmm. no, we know we want to reach other people, but I also want you to do these things for me. And which right. I think is in life, that's the way we all are, really. Like, sure, oh, yeah, sure. I'm all for that. Just don't neglect me in the meantime. And if I feel yes. neglected, even if I'm not, if I feel that, then I don't want that. And so, 
that's it's come up a lot uh, or I would say a lot, but most of the time when it comes to music or any change that we mm-hmm. would make. Um, and when it comes to, of course, with all that comes budget items and okay, where are we going to spend our money on quote them or us? Yes. Yeah. I love that. And that, you know, I think this is like, this is one of those things I think all of our churches wrestle with. This is universal. does not matter the size of the church. doesn't matter, you know, if you're into robes or not, uh, you know, it, it is a, you know, this is that one of those tensions. So how have you kind of attacked that? What is that? What does that look like at New Haven? Well, the, it, we're, it's a little new for us. Um, yeah, we, that's I wouldn't great. say we, we've mastered it uh, by nope. any means. We're still mm-hmm. in the trial. But yeah. one of the things we did, and uh, you talked about the Leadership Academy, one of, uh, uh, one of my staff, uh, she is our digital, I don't know, director. I would call it mm-hmm. goddess maybe because she likes <laughs> <it>. <laughs> She's so good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she took one of the uh, classes that was offered through that, uh, like a cohort or something. And we really focused on, okay, what's our target audience? Now, right. one of the things we didn't, it's not like we announced this, like, hey, here's our target mm-hmm. audience. I put this mm-hmm. uh, out for our uh, leadership and our staff, our key leaders. Uh, so it wasn't mm-hmm. just for everyone because mm-hmm. uh, we did, we, we put pictures to and made, created names, backstory, everything, <laughs> ages mm-hmm. um, to a point of, we, we know where these, their kids, what grade they are in, yeah, how yeah, old yeah. they That's are. Cool. Um, and so it helped uh, because one is they're about 35 years old. And so yep. it's not that in there being the target doesn't mean that if you're uh, older than that, which I am. So let's say you're mm-hmm. 50 or 60. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean we don't care about you. It means right. that every decision we make, we've got to make it based on this couple. Um, yes. we call, it's Drew and Maggie. We've named them. Um, yes. So Drew and Maggie, we, we, we say, how is this impacting them? Would they mm-hmm. be into this? Would they mm-hmm. want to show up? Would we you know, what are we going to do in the community for them as well? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to dive into this. I think this is so great. So talk to me about Drew and Maggie. Give me the, let's, let's start there. Like, tell us a little bit about <laughs> how to, you know, tell us about this, these personalities, and then we'll jump to how is that actually impacting some of your leadership decisions? Uh, well, um, I kind of, it, it was key for us that, that she helped me a little bit, but that I really drove this as far as who they mm-hmm. are. And mm-hmm. so one, I'll get the quick background of Drew is, mm-hmm. um, he's happy with his life. Uh, mm-hmm. he wants the best for his two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and his parents were divorced uh, when mm-hmm. he was young. Um, mm-hmm. and they, his mom and stepdad forced him to go to church and he mm-hmm. got burned out. He saw hypocrisy, like who doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. anti-church. Um, he'll bring mm-hmm. his kids to some of our big events because, of course, he fictitiously lives in our community. Um, sure. <laughs> and uh, he just, it's not a priority. And if he, if there's a reason for him to show up, he will. And he'll show up mm-hmm. even if he'll bring his kids to VBS. He'll show up for VBS Sunday. And he doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not that he dislikes it. He just, do I want to spend my time doing this? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So his kids are really his, his motivation. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, so, and he's about 51% of our target and Maggie is 49%, if okay, you want to look okay. at that, which doesn't yes. mean we don't care about her. It yes, just means, yes. Because in her mind, she would like to come, but she doesn't want to come without him. And she's not mad at him for not coming. Mm-hmm. If she said, hey, let's go to church today, he might not agree. But if he said, hey, I'm ready to go, she's all on mm-hmm. board. So that's why mm-hmm. he's kind of a little bit more mm-hmm. of a priority. Um mm-hmm. She had, she's kind of the same background. She's 
okay with church, but obviously mm-hmm. it isn't one of those things she pushes and um, right. would do it. But and so that's where they are. They're kid. Their kids are eight and four. Mm-hmm. And love it. Well, the thing I think is hobbies. <laughs> oh, what are their hobbies? I love it. I love oh, it. Well, he he loves listening to podcasts all the time. Listens to pod. He oh, listens to your podcast. It. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to this uh, one. <laughs> he coaches the kids sports and he likes disc golf. Okay. I, I don't okay. know where that that popped in my head. So yeah, she likes yeah, gardening, yeah. running, and uh, reading because she hosts a monthly book club. Okay. I love this that. Is, so th- the thing I love about this is a great exercise, obviously a great creative exercise. Interesting. You know, it's definitely right brain gets us thinking about it. But, uh, you know, when it goes beyond just some, some interesting ideas, uh, it can make a great impact on the way we do what we do. Tell, talk to me about why you landed on some of those things about, you know, Drew and Maggie. What was it kind of in your in your experience at the church or some of your convictions that led you to that? Is this like an amalgamation of the kinds of people you think that have resonated with your ministry or it's like your heart drive for the kind of people you're hoping, you know, that connect or what? Tell me about that. Well, a couple of the, the age group is one that at least I've seen in, in our local context that kind of have walked away from church. But yep. They're about that age when they, or if they consider coming back, that yep. might be it, mostly because mm-hmm. of their kids. Um, mm-hmm. if, if the kids are really into it, fine, I'll sacrifice my hour to take you there. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of it. And knowing that, okay, that's an age group that we have lost um, yep. in general. And so what can we do to, to gain that, to gain traction with that age mm-hmm. group? Mm-hmm. And as far as his attitudes for church, I see that so much and- um, I heard, a, I heard another pastor tell me one time and this, uh, and if I need to clarify, you can tell me as long as it doesn't sound too <laughs> horrible. So there's, there's something I love and something I hate, even though hates a strong word. I love Christians, but I hate church people. Sure, and uh, sure. I'm like, well, I don't know if we should use the word hate or not, but it was kind of right. the idea of that, especially for Drew, Christianity isn't the problem. Essentially, right. it was church people that was the problem. Right. And right. Right. I probably don't even need to define the two the differences, obviously. But and so mm-hmm. that's where I thought, okay, as a church, we need to be mm-hmm. more more Christian than just church. And mm-hmm. um those things supposed to they're supposed to go hand in hand, but they don't totally. always. Well, and there's that I think it was Bono that said, I like Jesus, it's just his friends I'm not sure about. And <laughs> you know, it's that same idea, right? It's like I yeah. really like him, and I think what he has to say is true and right. But, but man, the way that's worked itself out is, is uh, you know, can be pretty negative. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to underline for listeners I, the thing that you I think have hit on here, particularly when it comes to people's motivations for coming. I think you've you've said a few things there that you just skipped over that I think are really critical. I think there's a, there is a there's a key piece around kids ministry. We've said this multiple times on on seminary that leading thriving growing churches are disproportionately engaged in next generation ministry. They are thinking about kids and youth. It's not it's not a secondary thing. It's not a like we're babysitting those people. It's like wow, we're going to we're going to double down there and we want to do a great job on that stuff. And then the other thing, you know, talk to me about the 51, 49% thing there, the male, female. I'm going to push you on that a little bit. Tell me okay. about that. Well, good, good, because I don't want somebody to hear it and think, oh, the guy is, since you're a guy, the guy is more important. Yep. Um, honestly, this is from what we've seen in experience. Um, yep. And I wouldn't say we, and, and there, nowhere do we have this in writing, um, yep. but it's the idea uh, and that we have seen, and we have couples that 
Um, mm -hmm. yeah, he might come with her occasionally, but if he says, and, and I did some interviews with different, no, I wouldn't say interviews. Mm -hmm. I asked different people. Um, yep. but, and it did come down to if, if he is in the male of the couple would say, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I want to go this week. Almost always families will go. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. if she says, I really want to go this week, there's a good chance maybe he'll go, but most likely she's going to bring the kids and go. And right. not that he's going to forget it. I'm bailing on it. It's just, I've got mm -hmm. other stuff to do. Maybe it's projects mm -hmm. around the house, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. and that I, even at all generation levels that, that seemed to be the thing. And so that's why it's not like a 90, 10% thing. It's more like we know if we, if we get him, there's a good chance she'll, okay, yeah, let's do this. Um, yeah. And so yeah. I, I, I almost don't like saying it always because then it all, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. So, <laughs> which is right. well, and I, <laughs> Yeah. And I think you are hitting on a dynamic that we see in a lot of churches or I would say in all churches, right? That oftentimes when you just look at who is engaging in what we do, you know, it skews 60, 70% female. Um, and you know, we do have a harder time attracting men. That's just true. Like yeah. that's a, you know, there's a, uh, a tr there's just truth to that. That's like, you can't argue with who's actually sitting in your, in your rooms. And I, I appreciate that, that you're even flagging that as like, Hey, there's something we need to think about. Here's, we, we have to think about what can we do to try to, um, you know, to try to in entice him to, to, to want to show up to, you know, right. I, and some of this is just practical. Like I, in other contexts, same principle, but just d apply differently. Um, you know, I, for years I've said to student ministry and kids ministry people, I'm like, we have to program towards the most cynical person in every age group. Like, and so like, if I'm programming, you know, grade one to five-year-olds and there it's a mixed group, the, the five-year-old guys are like the, or grade five uh, guys are like the hardest dudes to, to connect with in that room. Like they're, they're, you know, we'll have like, you know, we can get girls, unfortunately, you know, not unfortunately, but just, you can get girls to get up and dance and sing and do like funny, you know, actions and all that. And then you see at the back of the room, there's a bunch of grade five guys who are like totally disinterested. And yep. so we, we have to think about those grade five guys. If we, who is that most cynical person? And I think to your you know, similar kind of way to think about Drew is that you've described the most cynical person, right? 35 year old, you know, divorced parents, um, you know, is disaffected by, you know, stuff that's happened in the church. How do we, you know, reach them? So talk to me about how Drew and Maggie have, have impacted maybe you personally, as you've thought about leading and then more broadly as a church. Well, personally, it, uh, and I guess a lot of it's internal, just the way I think, yep. the way I yeah. deliver messages or craft messages. Mm -hmm. I found this out. I said it by accident. I don't use a lot of notes on Sundays. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I write down just a couple of key transition words. And so sometimes mm -hmm. something pops in my head uh, mm -hmm. or when we record our online service because we don't live stream. That's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> we won't ever live stream. But mm -hmm. um, if it pops in my head, sometimes I just say it. And one of the things I said was, uh, here's a challenge. And so I kind of laid out a number of days and said, mm -hmm. this was on a Sunday, if you start this tomorrow, however many days, I don't remember the details, but it was basically, I'm challenging you to start it tomorrow. And then what popped mm -hmm. out of my head was, but I get it for some of you guys, you're just like me. And because I said, start tomorrow, you're waiting until Tuesday. I already know mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. I had mm -hmm. multiple. And when I say, I don't mean a lot, four or five guys come to me and say, mm -hmm. you're right. The moment you said tomorrow, I thought I'll wait until Tuesday. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, interesting, and so interesting. I just started thinking of this idea that, okay, I need to have him, that guy in mind, because for her, she mm-hmm. would say, oh yeah, I should start this tomorrow. He's saying, oh, you want me to start tomorrow? Then I'm going to wait at least a day. <laughs> and so that sure. some of that's just for me. As a church, we yeah. just had a really big decision. We we got a grant. It was very mm-hmm. substantial. It was over a quarter million dollars um, <laughs> uh, from our state. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was for uh, basically for our preschool. Um, so I didn't want you to think, what's the state mm-hmm. is funding church stuff? It's for our preschool mm-hmm. um, yep. uh, and child care. And we we're going to redo our, our playground, make this thing huge. Mm-hmm. And because uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty much at capacity. But one of the things came up as... Well, we could also use some of this money for other stuff. And the other stuff wasn't bad stuff. It's all improvements mm-hmm. that we could do and uh, mm-hmm. fix that air conditioning unit. And and all of it's great. Do the kids mm-hmm. need air conditioning? Yes, they do. And mm-hmm. this came up as far as our target audience going, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, they want their kids to be comfortable when they're here. But I know from my perspective, when I see it, when my kids were younger, if I at that age, and luckily we have a, we had two people on our board about his age who have kids mm-hmm. and said, mm-hmm. if I see a fancy playground, you may say, well, do we really need to spend this money? I see that you care enough about my kid to make this mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. And so true. I would say, I wouldn't say that completely. Everybody just said, oh, you're right. Let's go ahead and do it. We <laughs> did decide, yep, we're going to spend it on this playground. We're going to rock this thing out right. um, and a couple other things. But it was one of those that we, we say this is our target. Mm-hmm. And let's let's mm-hmm. make decisions based on our target. So that was yeah, one of the I biggest things we've done. Yeah, I love that. That's a great practical example, right? Where the rubber meets the road on these things. That like, yeah, yeah. If we're if if we say we value next gen ministries, then that should reflect in our actual spending. Like we, you know, it, it, yeah, it should show up. That's that's interesting. I say so it, now, I don't say it a lot, but I, with their last name is Wellman. I don't even know where mm-hmm. I came up with that. <laughs> ah, that's funny. I love it. I love uh, it. And I every now and then I'll say, well what does this do for the Wellmans? Right, and, right. um, and it's still new enough that occasionally people go, wait, what? And then target, <laughs> remember, like, Oh yeah. The yes. Wellmans. <laughs> so mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny, but that's kind of been the mantra, uh, whenever we have a kind of bigger thing is okay. What about the Wellmans? Yeah. So. Okay, cool. I love it. I think that's great. Again, practical takeaway. I love this idea. I think it's a great, uh, you know, framework for you to think about. I know for years at, at, uh, when I was in New Jersey, I would talk internally. We didn't have it as clearly or as succinctly um, defined. We had a similar convictions around the male, you know, female thing, similar age group. And, you know, there I used to talk about, um, you know, we're trying to reach the guy who on Monday morning gets on a train and goes into New York City, has some sort of highfalutin job there and um, has zero time, thinks he's super important. Um, and, you know, we, we have to speak that person's language because their own kind of, their thinking about the way they, their self-perception and the way they think about themselves. If we don't address that, if we don't, if we're not thinking through that filter, we'll miss them consistently because in that case, you know, it's partly a, um, a regional issue. It's like the, the folks that are in that kind of target, uh, they are so kind of self-obsessed. They're so self-concerned <laughs> that <laughs> if we don't figure out a way to connect with them, uh, they'll, they'll just, you know, they, we won't, we won't as a church be able to reach them. It'll be very difficult for us to, to move forward. And so, so I love that idea. Now, how does this connect with then the reach and keep thing? The, the, okay. So that gives us a clearer sense of the people we're trying 
to reach. How do we balance that off with the people who are already here and caring for them? How has this approach helped that those conversations? Well, we're and like I said, we're still at the very beginning of it, and yeah, so totally. I, or I, toward the beginning, so we're still working through that. But one of the things we've really tried to push recently is that the the Drews and Maggies, the Wellmans out there, they need Jesus. They just don't realize it, which ultimately right. means they need you as as mm-hmm. a Christian, and they need you to mm-hmm. to act like a Christian. And I think I've even said it: not a church person, mm-hmm. act like a Christian, yes. not a church person. <laughs> Uh, because we're we're not trying to necessarily say come to the church. We're trying to give them hope, which is through Christ. And so that's mm-hmm. really where that part has come from. As far as the caring for each other, um, because okay, we know that has to happen. And mm-hmm. un- unfortunately, and also fortunately for this church, um, I'm horrible at pastoral care. I, mm. I can't express, uh, there'd be no way to describe how horrible I am at it. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. everybody knows it around here. Uh, and right. some are not, you know, it's not like I make everyone happy with it, but it right. means that because of that, our people have to step up and do that. Mm. And so they have done that. And we have some teams that will visit and take care of each other. But then also for the ones who, okay, yeah, I want this to be about me. They still understand mm. that this, we, we've got to hand off. And it's always mm. got to be handed off to the next generation. And they need mm. that. They need Jesus. Mm. You've already got Jesus. That's awesome. Mm. Now mm. they need Jesus. And um, they probably won't come to you asking for Jesus because they don't even realize they need him. Mm. And that's kind of <laughs> where that has come from. And some, mm-hmm. and that's been right at the, it's, that's been a broad stroke kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we even, I guess, really quick, one practical thing is we started yeah. a big community garden. Uh, mm-hmm. It's huge, way bigger than we thought it was going to be, and uh, we give all the food away. Now we wow. have a meal that we do here every week, and there. And one of the ideas, well, why don't we use some of this food for our meal? Basically, it will save us money having right. this meal. And uh, my wife, who's in charge of the garden, said, "You know, that's 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 a great idea, but we're not going to do that. We are giving mm. this food away 100% to our three local food banks. We're not even going to distribute it to people because we're not going to reinvent the wheel. They know how to right. do it. We're going to grow it, harvest it, give it to them. They give it away. Mm-hmm. And that's been one of those things of, of it, it's small, but it's mm-hmm. the, and I wouldn't say the people who said we could use this so for our, our meal because people from the community come to our meal. So it's not right. selfish. Right. But it's one little thing in a practical way that said, no, this really isn't about helping us in our budget. It would mm-hmm. help, but we're not going to do that. We're giving mm-hmm. it away. And Love so it. I think it's going to be a lot of little things like that that make the difference. Yeah. I love the idea of um, we ultimately, like discipleship or helping people grow closer to Jesus, act more like Jesus is ultimately the journey of denying ourselves and saying, it's not about us. It's about other people. It's about being other centered. It's about how do we reorient all of our decisions around how can I help other people? That's, that's what discipleship is. And so I love that idea of, yeah, in your care systems, in that, you know, even something like the, you know, the community garden. I love that. I think that's so fantastic. How have you helped motivate or what does it look like to get people involved on the care side? Maybe drill into that a little bit more. How have you been able to, because I think that is a key place where folks, you know, frankly, in a church of your size, that it, the thing gets stuck because of that, because it's like, okay, we can't, yeah. um, we, we can't get more people involved in, it's like, if, if, you know, if pastor Chuck doesn't show up, it's, uh, you know, I'm not being cared for. So what does that look like in your context? 
Um, it hasn't been easy because there are yep. times when I've heard people say something similar to, well, no one from the church even came by. And yes. I, and sometimes I'd say, well, I thought, and I'll even name some people, or I thought we had mm -hmm. some people that were visiting and did I not hear mm -hmm. that correctly? And well, yeah, like the, and there are friends yes. from the church and, and so then well, <laughs> but they don't count. And yes. so, and I yes. don't say it that way. I'm like, okay, yes. well, so they were visiting you. And I just kind of say it that way going, okay, good. That you did have yeah. someone that was visiting you. Um, yep. and it, it's really been, we've just said it. Our leadership has been on board with it right mm -hmm. from the beginning. Uh, because mm -hmm. of course, early on when I was the lead pastor and we, we said, okay, just keep in mind every time somebody stubs their toe and goes to the clinic, it, it, the pastor's not going to show up. And, right, right. um, and so our leadership had to get really on board because they had to have my back because of course right. people aren't going to come to me. They're going to go to one of mm -hmm. them and say, Hey, did you know he didn't show up? And mm -hmm. like that, that's good. Did someone show up? Because if not, the system's broken. Right. Um, otherwise if someone came, that's what we're after. Right. And it's really been doing that. And uh, I haven't recruited a lot of people. I'll admit my, I keep saying my wife, uh, mm -hmm. she only works part time for us, but has about like 19 different jobs and one of yes. them is working with people doing that, um, connecting with people and then uh, those who visit and that kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. the toughest part has been, mm -hmm. like I just said, uh, what represents the church? Because if you're mm -hmm. my friend and you show up, you're just my friend showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. at least the way some of them, or I think some people see it, you aren't the church showing up. You're my friend showing up. Mm. And that's been a little hard, even though I say, okay, so you did have someone there. Um, right. and it's not like I want to say, well, see, you're wrong. Yes. The church did. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So, but people yes. hearing it and realizing, okay, we can do this. It's not a big mm -hmm. deal for me to go see a, a person who's at home or recovering or mm -hmm. whatever. And, mm -hmm. and so it, it, it's taken a while. It's taken a f maybe a, probably the last three to five years of mm -hmm. a shift in our, our thinking. And I wouldn't mm -hmm. say we always get it right. Uh, I mm -hmm. tend to make people mad on about daily. No, we'll say weekly. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, well, and I yeah. think that the principle to pull out there is there is something about making the implicit explicit, right? Like it's actually like it is finding a way that's not like, um, it's not obnoxious. It's not like, Oh, like, well, you are being cared for, like stop whining. Uh, <laughs> but it is, it is being as clear as, Hey, at our church, this is what care looks like. Care is really important. And you, you, my experience has been, you have to be as explicit as, as exactly what you're saying, which I'm sure you're doing this Chuck, where it's like, yeah, like you might be used to a church where, you know, the pastor's going to come every time there's, you know, something going on, but we've just found that doesn't work partly because I'm no good at it. And because that is, you know, if it's just about me, we're not going to be able to reach more Drew and Maggie's in this world. It's not going to happen. And so, right. uh, so we have it set up like this and, you know, and then explain what that looks like. And then, like you say, if, if the, if someone's not being cared for, that's the thing we need to flag. If, 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 right. if someone's not being, um, you know, loved in the midst of all of that, that's the problem. We have to figure out how uh, to And occasionally to that happens. That. You know, you'll hear yes. someone or literally no one and no one right. knew and no one got a message and like, okay, we got to solve that one. But that yep. isn't necessarily you weren't there, so it doesn't count. 
Um, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you, if if seminaries fail us, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. one of the places right there is uh, it's always about how you as pastor, we're going to train you how to care for people. And no one ever talks right. about, or at least my seminary, which I think was a great mm-hmm. seminary. Just, yeah, it yeah. was more about you as the pastor, you do the care. As soon as mm-hmm. that baby's born, you better get there. And I was even told that you've got to get mm-hmm. there, especially if uh, mm-hmm. it's say a Methodist and a Lutheran and they've married and now they have a baby, you better get there before the Lutheran pastor. <laughs> which I wish I was kidding. I was yes. told that. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was, and I'm not, you know, I know that's kind of the education system, but it's the idea of going, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is pretty scriptural, right? Even, even Jesus walked away and, and even the disciples after he left said, no, we can't do all this. We got to get other people who do this. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, this has been a great conversation. I've uh, really appreciated this, get to know you a little bit better and get to know the church. Is there anything else you'd like to share, you know, when you're thinking about this whole area of how do we create the, a kind of church that really is transitioning from being kind of insider focused to outsider focused, saying, hey, we want to reach people. We want to really be for New Haven. We want to find a way to 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 love the people around us. Anything else you'd, you'd like to uh, kick around for today? Well, we really have pushed for New Haven because we're mm-hmm. about this community and that's what it really mm-hmm. all needs to be. And mm-hmm. and I guess the biggest thing, and I hear this often and I don't want it to be cliche, but the the why far more than the what and the how. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about the, the Wellmans, Drew and Maggie, and this is why um, mm-hmm. we can... We can have a, a church that caters to all of us and eventually we won't have a church. And yes. then that's, if that's what we want, that's okay. And no one really wants that. But mm-hmm. ultimately it's, why are we doing this? It's mm-hmm. because if we're following Jesus, it's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's bottom line. And that's where yeah, it comes from it. is we've got to focus on why we are for our community and not just for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Love it. So good. Well, if people want to track with you or with the church, where do we want to send them online? Uh, the easiest place is our website, which is newhavenumc.com. And Love the dot .com is important because uh, if you go to .org, you'll go to New Haven, uh, what is it? Somewhere out east. It's the big... Oh, okay. Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, we, we, had some, uh, we had some people watching us online and come to find out they were... They thought they were watching the church in Connecticut. Oh, hilarious. Um, but, uh, oh, that's and, hilarious. And even talked with us and then was like, oh, this isn't the same place, but newhavenumc.com. Oh, so love it. Great that's where you'll stuff. find everything. Well, Chuck, I really appreciate this. I appreciate you being here. Just, you know, thankful. Thanks for great. you. Thankful for your leadership. And I appreciate being on today. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was great to be here and great talking to you. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.